0: Good morning. I'm Garen, Pastor of Vision and Teaching at 12th Avenue, and so excited to have you online with us this morning. This morning, we get to listen to the teaching of Jordan Steinman. Jordan is the Director of Student and Children's Ministry at 12th, and he's uh, just a great partner in the gospel. Love working with him. I love the message that he has today. I think it's really important. I think now more than ever, we need people who follow Jesus with their whole heart who are fully devoted to him who love him with all of their heart their soul and strength and mind and I think even especially as we come out of this season with this virus that we need people who passionately follow Jesus in his way and who um, are committed to him and who want to follow him fully so Jordan looking forward to hearing your teaching over to you
1: Good morning TBC. ABC! It is so good to be with you guys. Last week we celebrated Easter together in an unconventional but really meaningful way and it was really great to do so. Um, unfortunately now I have the task of following Easter service which is never easy so I hope that I can do okay for you guys. I want to start by telling you all a story. When I was a kid I loved summertime and I still do love summer but I especially loved it when I was a kid because my grandparents had this pool, and they still do, that we love to go to. It was awesome. It had a diving board, it had a deep end, it had a shallow end, and it was such a blast. Um, The fun stuff, the really good stuff though, it happened in the deep end. That's where all the dangerous games were and all the injuries happened actually, but it was awesome. It was the best place to be. I had sisters growing up, so we didn't really get a rough house in the pool a whole lot, but I had all-boy cousins, and so we would always get together and just roughhouse and play uh, a lot of drowning games, actually, in the deep end. I'm not sure why. Actually, um, in the summer of 2003, I think I was actually technically dead for a few minutes, so, but it turned out okay. I, I think I'm mostly fine now. Um, the, so the deep end was great. The shallow end was no fun, though. It was kind of boring. It was really, you know, you just stood there, and it was kind of where you went when your mom made you play with your sister. Like, nobody wanted to be in the shallow end. It was safe, but it was pretty boring. The question I wanna pose to you guys today as we start this is, spiritually speaking, uh, where in the pool would you say that you are? Because if we are really following Jesus with everything we have, um, it's a little bit like being in the deep end of the pool. It's a little bit scary, it is not safe, uh, but it's where the good stuff really happens. We are in the deep end of the pool when we are confiding in Jesus as a daily rhythm and when we are living on mission for Him, and when the Holy Spirit is present in our lives as our guide and our comforter. Now it's tempting to want to hang out in the shallow end, and some of us are there right now. See, if you're in the shallow end, you're in the pool, but you're not really doing anything worthwhile. You might be in church technically, but you haven't yet experienced what it really means to walk by faith and not by sight. If you're in the shallow end of the pool, Your faith lacks teeth. It's a nice thing to talk about, but at the end of the day, it's not really what sustains you when times get hard. Or maybe you're joining us this morning and you are not even in the pool yet. Um, You haven't committed to follow Jesus with your whole life. So you are on the side of the pool, um, hanging out. You're here with us this morning. You're still kind of just checking things out a little bit. And honestly, you're kind of hoping that nobody splashes you. And so if that's you and you're here checking things out, I'm really glad you're here with us. I want to drop some hip-hop knowledge on you guys, if that's okay. Um, I don't know if you guys are a hip-hop crowd or not, but I have something I wanted to share with you. In 1995, the rapper Havoc of the hip-hop group Mob Deep, which I don't know if you guys listened to in 95, but but they dropped one of the most infamous hip-hop lines of all time. On the album called Infamous, actually. The line is, Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Part of the reason the line is so great is because it's so simple. It's, it's self-explanatory. Either you are a crook or you're not. You can't be a halfway crook because you can't rob somebody halfway. You can't commit a crime halfway. You either are or you are not. Similarly, uh, there's no such thing as a halfway follower of Jesus. And if you don't believe me, Listen to the words of Jesus himself. Jesus says, If you don't hate your father, mother, sister, brother, son, daughter, even your own life in comparison to your affection for me, you are not worthy of me. He says, Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have eternal life. He says, Unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. Does this sound like a guy who is okay with occasional followers? I do not think so. Throughout scripture, God makes it clear. He wants all of you. In Jeremiah 29, 13, he says, Those of you who seek me with everything you have are the ones who are going to find me. In Mark 10, we see Jesus walking around doing ministry. And this rich young ruler comes to him and says, Teacher, what do I have to do to have eternal life? And Jesus says, go home, sell everything, eliminate your safety net, basically, and then come and follow me and we'll see if you're for real or not. And the Bible says he walked away sad. In Matthew 8, Jesus once again is walking around and someone says, Jesus, I want to come follow you, but my dad just just died. Let me go bury him really quick and I'll come back and follow you tomorrow. And Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead. Pretty serious. Now we can't go into an explanation of why Jesus would use this extreme language in these moments or what specifically he meant in each statement. But one thing is clear. There is no such thing as a halfway follower of Jesus. You are either in or you are not. Following Jesus fully can be done as a lifestyle. It cannot be done with just a portion of our lives. The funny thing about a pattern in our lives is that Um, It's no accident that the things that we do on a day-to-day basis. Do you know what I mean? Things that that we establish as patterns in our lives are not really left up to chance. And that's because our daily habits are reinforced by repeated behavior. And so the more we do things, the more they become a daily part of our lives. For instance, if you worked out this week, odds are working out is a pattern for you. You didn't just wake up this morning And say, I am going to run today. I mean, maybe you did. And if you did, you're a way better person than me. But odds are, if you worked out this week, it's because that is an established pattern in your life. Um, The same way the food you buy at the store, or Skylar, uh, the, the food that you shoot in your backyard, probably doesn't vary a lot week to week. If you bought healthy food last week, you're probably going back and buying the same kinds of food every week. The stuff in your fridge generally looks the same week to week. It's the same thing with your free time. If you generally like to read or watch Netflix or spend time on social media, those trends don't change a lot week to week. The established patterns of our lives will prevail and we will generally do the same things over time. Now, why is this? It's because we all have things that matter to us in our lives, so we make choices to ensure that those things will happen on a regular basis. And the more we make choices that reinforce those things, the more ingrained those things become in our lives. That's why if you're a follower of Jesus, you know that that lifestyle you've created for yourself did not happen by accident. It happened because you made it a priority to seek him out daily and to cultivate a real relationship with him. A great tool to you in doing this and forming this daily rhythm was likely something called spiritual disciplines. Now, spiritual disciplines, they can sound intimidating or complicated, but trust me, they really are not. Um, What they are are simple practices that allow us to be fully present with God and to live more deeply into who he created us to be. I used to think that spiritual disciplines were just for scholars or preachers or people who were way up here spiritually. I used to think that just because I was an average follower of Jesus, they didn't pertain to me. I wasn't trying to be on that level of Christian. The truth is that if I call myself a Christian, then my aim is to live as Christ did. And when I look at the life of Christ, his life is riddled with spiritual disciplines. Service, solitude, simplicity, prayer, and fasting are just a few of the disciplines that he made a part of his everyday life. His life was truly marked by the disciplines. What I'm saying is that if you are a follower of Jesus and you truly want to imitate his way, spiritual disciplines are a significant tool to help you do that. And it's not because of any inherent super spiritual power that these disciplines have. It's because what they do is they nudge us towards Jesus and they always align our hearts and our minds with his. There is no special training needed to engage in spiritual disciplines. Um, You don't have to really know what you're doing. None of us really do. All of us who practice the disciplines are getting better at them all the time. No one has completely mastered them. Even those who have done them for a long time um, are still learning to get better at them. If you're interested in learning more about the disciplines and how you can start trying them out in your life, I highly recommend a book by Richard Foster called the celebration of Discipline. I read it about six months ago and it has changed my spiritual outlook on a lot of things. It has become a daily rhythm um, for me to practice some, some disciplines, not all of them. Um, but if you're interested, I really recommend that you give that a try. So let me answer a question that you may be having right now. Why would I want to fully follow Jesus? Why, why go all in? Well, The answer is different depending on where you are in the pool, right? Or maybe you're not even in the pool yet. Um, For believers, those of us who are fully following God um, are the ones who are going to be used by Him to accomplish His mission in the world. Now, that doesn't mean that we are living life perfectly. It doesn't mean that we don't sin or don't struggle with temptation and things like that. What it means is that He is the thing that we are chasing above all else. And his is the lens through which we see the world. So if you want to be a part of what God is doing in the world, you have to be all in. Those are the ones that God is calling on to accomplish his mission. Another reason, as a believer, you might want to be all in on Jesus is that if you are following Jesus halfway, I'm going to bet that your life is probably pretty miserable. If you are straddling the fence between serving yourself and serving Jesus. If you are equally invested in your own flesh and in God's spirit, you're probably gonna feel pretty torn when it comes down to who you're gonna serve. In this situation, you really can't win because either you are worshiping God and your sin is with you and you feel guilty in that, or you are sinning and doing something you shouldn't, gratifying the flesh, And that pesky Holy Spirit is on you and convicting you of that sin. Um, So following Jesus halfway, it really, uh, it sounds like perpetual frustration to me, uh, to be honest. And I've been there before, and so I can speak from experience. Jesus said in Matthew 6 that we can only serve one master. If we try to serve God and ourselves simultaneously, it is not going to work out ever, ever, ever to those of you who are not yet following jesus who are here on the edge of the pool today kind of checking things out trying to see if this is for you um this pandemic has brought a lot of circumstances uh sorry a lot of negative circumstances to a lot of people you know i make jokes about you know there's no sports or we kind of joke about there's no toilet paper or just kind of lighthearted things like that but the truth is that this situation has brought about a lot of negative circumstances for a lot of people. Many people have died, uh, many people are sick or living in fear or struggling to get by financially or have lost their business, so it really is a pretty serious thing. But a couple good things that this virus has done. One is that it's forced us all to confront death in a real way and to ask, what happens if it's me or if it's my parents, or my grandparents who get sick next? This virus has exposed the true anchor of my life and it's shown me what I really reach for in times of need. My next question is what is that thing for you? What is that anchor for you if it's not Jesus that is really holding you down and when things go crazy, make sure that you stay in place? Um, Is it friends? Is it wealth? Is it a vice? Let me ask you this, if you alone are responsible for your own peace and provision, where do you go when you get to the end of your rope? What is your reaction to death and loss? How do you reconcile what is happening globally? These are questions that we need answers for. They demand answers. My answer is simple. Last week, we celebrated Easter, uh, the resurrection of Jesus. And by rising from the dead, Jesus showed what is on the other side of death for all those who follow him. So I know that because of the sacrifice of Jesus, I am a child of the king. I am a child of the one who holds everything in his hands. And whether it's in this life or the next life, I know that he will renew and restore me. This situation has once again reminded me why I fully follow Jesus. Because before him, I searched for things that were worthy of me to live for, Um, and I came up empty. After meeting Jesus and committing to follow him and live his way, it's become clear to me that he alone is worthy of my life, of my plans, of my devotion, of everything about me. Really quickly, we're gonna take a look at a video from Steve Blocker, and he's gonna tell us how he follows Jesus as a part of a lifestyle and how he integrates that Into every part of his life and why it has been worth it for him.
0: Hi, I'm Steve Blocker and I work at Emporia State as a head track and field coach and um, I've been in the Emporia community since uh, 2009. Uh, My wife Erin and I moved here and uh, we've loved every minute and a big part of that, uh, the the great experiences that we've had here have come uh, in large part thanks to our relationship with 12th Avenue and the people that, uh, that make up that community and um, have allowed me and helped me to, to grow in my walk, in my faith walk, in my relationship uh, with Christ. And it has been life-changing for me um, as well as our family. Um, really started a, a lot with, uh, with Al when he was here and, uh, and he kinda pulled us in and really made us feel at home and then just the entire community uh, of the church um, has allowed us to feel very comfortable um, ask lots of questions and, and and develop those relationships that are that are so important to a faith walk um, i think that uh... when i look at my career and i first came into coaching and in my my love affair with the sport of track and field and developing young athletes uh... it has very much evolved in large part thanks to that faith walk and thanks to the community um, it's, it's not just about the winning. Um, sometimes I have to remind myself of that, but uh, it's, it's much more about the relationships and the opportunities that we have to, to work with young people and to work with other coaches and to, to allow your your walk with Christ and the the spiritual gifts and lessons that you learn um, from from your friends and from church to to really translate into your coaching and into your work and to to know every day that that what you're doing is a representation of Him and you have to instill those morals and those values and you have to be a living beacon of faith uh, day in and day out. It doesn't mean you're going to be. I'm certainly not perfect, um, but uh, really being able to embody that relationship. And from a sports standpoint, we understand that, uh, you know, who you're with, that's what you're going to represent. And when you really, truly allow your faith and allow Christ into your life and into your heart, uh, it just, it feels unbelievable. It feels amazing. um, And you can carry out. You get so much more accomplished, uh, you get so much more productivity, and it feels so much more fulfilling than just performances on a scoreboard. Um, it can be challenging at times. Um, I remember one of my first FCA lessons uh, years ago. Uh, we learned that as you get further into your walk, it becomes more difficult, and that's very true. Uh, but nothing worth anything is, is easy. and the relationship that you develop and the challenges that you face and overcome are far greater uh, with Christ and with faith than anything that this earth has uh, to provide. Earthly things can come and go, um, but your faith walk will be there forever. And um, I look forward to see uh, what God has in in future for me and for my family.
1: All right, a couple more things to wrap up. Uh, I want to encourage you that if you are still early in your faith journey, or maybe you are investigating, and you have not yet decided to follow Jesus, um, I wanted to tell you that sometimes it's hard to have faith that God is doing something in your life when you can't see it. Uh, We tell ourselves, God, if you would just give me one sign, if you would just make yourself known to me in some way, then I would really follow you with everything that I have. Well, the truth is that honestly, we don't see the signs of something unless we know what to look for. When I was a kid, when I wasn't almost dying in my grandparents' pool, um, in the other season in winter, we would hunt pheasant and quail in western Kansas. And so we'd walk these long stretches of grass. And I remember growing up, I would walk through a big patch of grass and come out the other side and my dad would say, hey, did you see those tracks? Or did you see where that deer had laid down? Or did you see this or this? And I'd be like, no, I didn't see any of that stuff. And so he started to show me, hey, this is what this looks like. This is how you know this animal's been here. And so from that point on, I knew what to look for so I could walk through a field and say, hey, I see this or I see this or I recognize this is happening. And so it just goes to show you sometimes you're walking through something and if you don't know what to look for, um, then you won't see it. Could it be that, that if you follow him that one day you will look back? and say, man, I didn't recognize all those signs that God was giving me at the time, but now that I know what to look for, I can actually see how he was working in my life and me leading up to knowing him. I think that that's a real possibility. So if you're seeking God right now, but you feel like he's not meeting you halfway, you feel like you're doing all the work, uh, I just wanna give you an encouraging word to not lose hope um, that the signs are likely there. He is a God who wants to know you. you just may not be able to recognize the signs until you know what to look for a little bit later. Last thing I wanna say, uh, a few action steps for us no matter where we are on our journey. For, for us believers, for the ones who are in the pool, I want us to think about what it means to follow with everything. Hebrews 11.6 says that it is impossible to please God without faith. And guys, if we never move our faith out of the shallow end, then we will never fully know God. Right? If we don't go in the pool where our feet can't touch, then how will we know what real faith is? I want us this week to make a choice to follow Jesus with our lifestyle. Joshua twenty four fifteen says, Choose this day who you will serve. And that command is for us because the days of straddling the fence are gone. We need to pick a side. Are we going to serve ourselves? Are we going to submit and serve God? To those of you who are still seeking, um, I have a book for you guys as well. It's by James Bryan Smith. It's called Good and Beautiful God, and it's fantastic. It talks about the character of God, and after reading it, you will truly know who he is and how beautiful he really is and why he is worthy of you following him. So before you decide whether or not you're gonna follow God, I encourage you to get that book and give it a read and find out who God really is, and when you see him clearly, then decide if he's worthy of your life or not. I think you will find that he is. Also, if you have questions about faith, um, please seek answers. I promise you that there is an answer to every question that you have. I promise you that God is not uh, afraid of you investigating him. He can handle any investigation you want to do into who he is. And I promise you that you will find satisfying answers if you look in the right places. And also, if you have a friend who is a believer, observe them this week. Look at their lifestyle, look at the way they handle this current situation and see if that is something that would be attractive to you. Um, And know that he is worth seeking out. Trust me, from someone uh, who has given his life to Jesus and has been following him and has seen his way, uh, please just trust me, he is worth it. Before we go, very last thing. I know your kids are restless on the couch. My kids are probably restless As I'm watching this right now. But one more thing. We're going to try something on social media this week. We want to see what it looks like for our church body to follow Jesus fully. It's so good when we can see each other, um, not in person, but electronically. So what we're going to do is we're going to try and start a hashtag this week. Hashtag follow fully is going to be the one. And so we're asking you to post that on whatever social media you use this week. Along with pictures and or stories of how you are fully following Jesus uh, this week. So maybe it's having a quiet time with your family or going on a walk and praying or being out in nature and just listening for him. However you are choosing to follow him fully, we want you to show that to us. So hashtag follow fully and show us how you're doing that this week. So as we go out, let's not be a people who follow Jesus halfway, let's be a people that are all in and let's show the world what it really looks like to be a true Follower of Jesus. Let me end with a prayer. Father God, we love you. Thank you so much that you love us. Thank you so much that you uh, are the way, the truth, and the life, and that you do demand our all because you are so worthy of it, and nothing else in this world satisfies us when we give ourselves to it like you do. Lord, we love you. Give us the strength to follow uh, in a real way. Give us the strength to venture into the deep end, because it's not easy, Lord. So give us give us faith. Take the faith that is so tiny inside of us and grow it into something big so that we can serve you well. Lord, we love you. I, I pray for anyone who has not jumped in the pool yet, who is still investigating, uh, that you would show your beauty to them, that they would investigate you and they would find real answers to their questions, that they would, they would look at believers that they know and that their lives and their lifestyle would be so attractive to them because they are living in the way of Jesus that they would start to follow you as well. Lord, we trust you and even in the midst of everything going on, you are still good and we still love you and you're still worthy of our lives and so we give this time to you. God, thank you for being with us today and thank you for your son. It's in his name we pray. Amen.